Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Down the blind, Andrew Jump. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle has won the grand final. He's got the ball. Jared G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. It's going to be another massive week on the podcast, heaps coming your way. We've got part two of the Martin of Fire podcast coming your way on Tuesday, but this morning we've got another top five heading towards you. We've got our top five teams to lose a grand final. These are my top five teams ever that have made it all the way to grand final day and they've come home with nothing. These are five sensational teams that I think in most seasons, they would have been premiership winners. Unfortunately, on the day, they were beaten by a better team on the day. And this is the reality of rugby league. You can be a sensational side all season and get pulled, have the rug pulled from under you on grand final day. You saw that with Penrith this year, winning all those games in a row, come up against the Melbourne Storm. In my opinion, the best team still won this year in Melbourne. But here are my top five teams ever that lost a grand final. Number five. The 1991 Canberra Raiders come in at number five for me. Obviously, losing to the Penrith Panthers in this grand final. It was the second year in a row they were playing the Penrith Panthers in the big dance, and uh, they beat them the year before, and the year before that, they beat the Tigers. So this team, they were going for three in a row, and the 1991 season, it didn't start exactly as Canberra Raiders would have planned, as we see with a lot of premiership sides. I think they lost... You know, three of their first four games or something ridiculous. Uh, but this was a star-studded team. I mean, Gary Belcher, Mal Meninga, the halves were Laurie Daly and Ricky Stewart. Your hooker was Steve Walters. Like, that's one of the best spines of all time. In the forwards, you know, Brad Clyde, Glenn Lazarus, just some of the all-time's talents. Obviously, Tim Sheen's the coach as well. They'd been there. They'd done it the last two years. And I think from memory, they'd won 10 of their last 11 games. And this team... You know, they finished fourth that season, but they were just waiting around for finals to come, realistically. They played four games in a row at the SFS, including the grand final. The first three they won, you know, quite convincingly. I think they beat West Manly and maybe... Oh, I'm not sure who the last game was against. I remember West Manly and then someone else, maybe North Sydney. But, um, you know, they were just waiting for grand final day to come. They knew that's where they were going to be. They came into that game. I mean, I think they were leading at half time and... 
after half time, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's after half time that MG gets sent from the field. You know, that could have been a try for Penrith. He got sent from the field. So it all sort of went Canberra's way. There's another tackle that I'm not sure who he makes it on, but it's Laurie Daly. He strips the ball. Uh, off one of the Penrith Panthers as they're just about to be a sure thing to score. I mean, they go for the short line dropout and it's just absolute chaos. But for me, you know, especially with that spine, this is one of the best teams ever not to win a premiership. And I know they won the two before. This would have been three in a row. But And I mean, this grand final is remembered, you know, it's the fairy tale for the Penrith Panthers, their first ever premiership. Pretty special stuff. But this Canberra Raiders side, don't underestimate them. They were an unbelievable footy side and they were just... They were just waiting for finals footy to start. They might they might have finished fourth or whatever, but they were a sensational footy side. I would I would put this ninety one side up against most premiership teams and be pretty confident they would get the job done. Number four. Coming in at number four for me is the Melbourne Storm of 2016. Now, this grand final, it's obviously remembered for the Cronulla Sharks winning their first premiership, which is fantastic to see. And it's probably better for rugby league history that it fell this way, but Geez, this Melbourne Storm side, they were one hell of a lineup. And the scariest thing about this side is that this is the year that Billy Slater was injured. And this is why I really like this side, why I reckon they're one of the all-time greats, is because they had Cameron Munster at fullback. So they had Munster at fullback, Cooper Cronk at seven, and they had Cameron Smith at nine. This team was lethal. Kevin Proctor and Tohu Harris in the back row, they were sensational. Jordan McLean, Jesse Bromwich up front. Uh, Marika Korobidi, Vunavalu, he had Will Chambers in the centre. This team... They were so dangerous. I mean, the Cronulla Sharks, they did it sensationally to win this game. And the Cronulla Sharks also on that last play where they had all 13 players within about 20 metres, you know, to be able to hold this team out on that last play with Kronk, Smith, and guys like Vunavalu, Korobiti on the edges, Will Changes, Cameron Munster floating around the middle. It was just such an incredible effort. I mean, this Melbourne Storm team... I think they lost two of their first six games or something. So it wasn't all perfect. And then from then on, they lost two or three for the rest of the season. I think they won 21 from 27 games. Yeah, so they were 21 from 26 leading into this grand final. They were red-hot favourites in this game. And Cronulla, I think it's fair to say they just wanted it more. I mean, from round seven onwards, the worst that the Melbourne Storm fell to was third place. They took out the minor premiership. They had it wrapped up a couple of weeks early. They were a unbelievable football side this Melbourne Storm of 2016 and I've got them here at number four and I you know I stand by it I think this is one of the craziest teams to never win a premiership they were sensational coached by Craig Bellamy having Cameron Smith having Cooper Cronk the Cronulla Sharks what they did on that night in October of 2016 unbelievable stuff number three the 1995 Manly Seagulls come in at number three for me now this team was incredible they lost two games all season leading up to the grand final. I think they won their first 15 games in a row, and then they got done... I think they got done twice in three weeks. Both games they lost were at Brookvale Oval as well, which was unheard of. And I think they were against the Chooks and maybe Cronulla. So they weren't, you know, the absolute star-studded sides either. But outside of that, they didn't lose a single game. I think they won eight in a row leading into the grand final and 15 in a row before they had those two losses. This team was incredible. I mean, all you have to do is read through their spine. Um, Matthew Ridge at fullback, Cliffy Lyons and Jeff Toovey in the halves. What a combo. And then Desi Hasler at nine. This team was star-studded. I mean, John... Hoppawade, Terry Hill, you know, Mark Carroll, David Gillespie. What about that front row? Steve Menzies, Ian Roberts, Nick Kossaf is your back row. Simply an unbelievable team. Coached by Bobby Fulton, an immortal of the game. They had absolutely everything. They came up against the Canterbury Bulldogs. Sorry. Well, back then they were the Sydney Bulldogs in 95. And 
Oh, I, I don't have the stats in front of me, but I remember having Daryl Halligan on my podcast and he told the story of that season that the Bulldogs were down and out. They'd been flogged on a Friday night. The Saturday, Chris Anderson took them out on a boat. They got absolutely shit-canned. They were all over it. And then they came back and they essentially didn't win a game after that. They might have dropped one game leading into the finals, but it's funny. All these teams that I'm picking for the best teams to you know, never win a premiership. They're all sides that have been beaten by these fairy tale stories. They were beaten by the Bulldogs that day, you know, led by Terry Lamb and Jim Dimmick. Jim Dimmick was a Clive Churchill medalist, had a sensational game. But this Manly side, mate, they were one of the best teams of all time. Uh, you know, just natural ability. Two V lines. Hasler simply unbelievable. And to only lose three games across a whole season, that is just incredible. And, you know, they were, <laughs> sorry, round two, Round two, they were coming second. That was the worst they finished all year. They were first from round three all the way to round 22. Simply unbelievable. Lost two games all season. This team was incredibly lucky not to win on grand final day. That 95 Bulldogs team, they're one of the best stories in rugby league history. It was fantastic for the game, but geez, if you're a Manly fan, I think this is the one that got away. Number two. The Sydney Roosters of 2004 come in at number two for me. And as I've said, like Manly I just spoke about, they had a better record than this Roosters side. But this team was unbelievable. I mean, I think they lost four or five games that year. And I look back at the 2004 side and I think, geez, that 04 side... They were incredible. And, of course, you've got to remember that they won the premiership in 2002. Yeah, they defeated the New Zealand Warriors in 02. Now, I look at the 02 side and I think, you know what? The 2003 side, they were better than the 02 side. They got done by Penrith on grand final day. So, for me, 03 was better than 02. But for me also, 04 was better than 03 and 02. The 04 team was incredible. I remember watching the last six weeks or so uh, leading into that grand final. And it was like the Roosters were just scoring 40 points every week for fun. They were simply incredible. They were the minor premiers that year, I think. Maybe around round seven or eight, they might have been coming fourth. Outside of that, they never left the top four. They were first for the last 13 weeks or something, apart from two weeks where I think Canterbury jumped ahead of them. And, of course, Canterbury, uh, they would go on to play them in the grand final. And this was the grand final that Rugby League had been screaming for for years. Uh, 0-2, Canterbury was the best team by far and away. They got done for the salary cap. Uh, and the Roosters went on to win that premiership. 03, they played each other in the prelim final, and it was a game for the ages. And the Roosters, they put on their best performance. I had Brett Finch on the podcast earlier in the year, and he spoke about that that was their grand final. They got to the game with Penrith, and they were just about out of gas. Now, this game, this grand final, there was so much hype around this. It might be the most hyped grand final of all time. Both teams, they absolutely hated each other. They'd been the best two teams for the last three or four seasons. It was Brad Fittler's last game. It was Steve, you know, Steve Price was suspended from the game or injured. I can't remember which one, but it just had the storyline surrounding this game were unbelievable. And you had Justin Hodges and Willie Tonga, the two young bucks that have been going at each other all year. They were their their matchup was incredible. And this game, the Roosters led, I think, 13-6 at halftime. I think it was six all, and Finchie hit a field goal. Then Anthony Tupu put Anthony Minicello over for a try just before halftime. And Roosters back then, they simply didn't lose when they were in front by at halftime. They, they were incredible when leading. And this Canterbury side, they put on one hell of a performance in the second half. I think uh, I think Hazamel Masri might have scored two tries. Brent Sherwin had a great game. Man of the match was uh, Willie Mason. Uh, was playing in the back row, got moved up into the front row, and he was great all night. But this Roosters side, I mean... Minicello, Hegarty, Hodges, Walker. Your halves were Freddie and Finch. Craig Wing at hooker. Kalos, Crocker, Morley, Fitzgibbon. 
Guys on the bench, you know, Flannery, Anthony Tupu, just some all-time talents coached by Ricky Stewart. And this 04 team, there's teams with better records and whatnot, but I just think for at club level, the guys that they had in this team, they were simply incredible. Canterbury, it was one hell of an effort to beat them that night. And I would put this 04 Roosters side, that squad, I think it's the best squad for depth we've ever seen in rugby league, to be honest with you. I think that was sensational. Led from Brad, led by Brad Fittler, he was at the peak of his career. Brett Finch was playing unbelievable footy. Anthony Minicello was a year away from being the best player in the world. They were a really strong side. Canterbury was too good that night. But I'm telling you, this 2004 Roosters side, I would put them up against any era, any team from any era, and be confident they could get the job done. Number one. No prizes for guessing who number one is for me. I've said it a number of times on the podcast over the last year, the 2001 Parramatta Eels. Now, this team was incredible. They lost a grand total of five games all season in 2001. Uh, They had two draws along the way too, so there were six games that they didn't win, but the brand of footy this team was playing was unbelievable. They scored 943 points that season. Across their 29 games that they played, that's an average of 34 points a game. An average of 34 points a game. Simply unbelievable, this side. I mean, they had one, two, three, four, five. They had six guys that scored more than 10 tries. Daniel Wagon scored 11. Uh, Adrian, uh, sorry, uh, Jason Moody scored 15. Jamie Lyons scored 15. Brett Hodgson scored 17. Scott Johnald, 12. And Luke Burt, 13. That is simply incredible. To have that many guys score more than 10 tries, that is unheard of. They scored 159 tries that season. 159 tries. Just, you you cannot ever replicate that. It is simply unbelievable to score that many tries. And, I mean, this team, they had so many guys that were star-studded that year. Brett Hodgson at fullback, young fellow, was sensational. Jamie Lyon in the centres. Jason Moody and Luke Bird out on the wings. Jason Taylor at halfback. Now, Interesting enough about Jason Taylor, he was the oldest person in this team, the oldest man in this team. He was 30 years old. They didn't have another player that was over the age of 27. And I always talk about that 25 to 27, that's when guys are at their peak. And there was a lot of guys in their sweet spot at that age in this team. But there was no real experienced heads outside of Jason Taylor, and he was 30 years old. I mean, normally, you know, premiership winning sides or these great sides, you see they have a couple of guys that are 31, 32, 33. They've been there. They've done it. This team, they were relatively fresh. I mean, Brad Drew had come from nowhere. He was the best hooker in the game that year. What he was doing was unbelievable. Nathan Kalis was the captain at this stage. He was still quite young himself, too, I would say. I I imagine he would have been mid-20s, you know, pr- probably 27 or around that age. You had just all these talented guys that were just really in the sweet spot of their career. And Brian Smith coached this team. And Brian Smith, you know, he's copped a lot of shit over the years, as I've spoken about on my podcast before, that... Uh, He has a lot of trouble once he gets to the big stages. He can't quite deliver the trophy, and this was another case of it. And, you know, as I said before, there's been a lot of these teams that I've picked that have come up against storylines that were simply unbelievable. And this is the Newcastle Knights. This was was an unbelievable story. The Knights had won in 97. They'd come back in 2001. They were outside favourites. And this is sort of – this is the premiership that Andrew Johns had his – fingerprints all over like he was the Clive Churchill medalist this night he was simply unbelievable Ben Kenny was sens- Ben Kennedy sorry was sensational as well in this game but this Parramatta side I'm not sure if we will ever see a team as good as them like in attack I, I can't even explain to you how good they were Brian Smith used to sub guys off and let them play with 12 and 11 to test themselves just in case 
something happened in the finals. Like what you saw with the Melbourne Storm in the grand final, yeah, they had to defend with 12, then they had to de- defend with 11. Mate, Brian Smith used to do this for shits and gigs in this team to test them. This is how good they were. And, I, you know, my, my greatest memory is watching young Jamie Lyon come through. He was unbelievable in this team. He walked out on the game a few years later, but at the young age he was at, he was just unstoppable. Jason Taylor led them around so well. Brad Jewett Hooker, as I mentioned, that's one of the best seasons from a hooker you will ever see. You know, we talk about running hookers now. Brad Drew, when you look at him, he didn't look like a running nine. But, mate, the amount of line breaks and tries he set up this season, simply unbelievable. In the back row, you had Nathan Hindmarsh and Ian Hindmarsh. We've all seen that, you know, terrible footage. Or as, you know, Matty Johns and Brian Fletcher take the piss out of him all the time. That, that image of Nathan Hindmarsh crying after that game. And, honestly, this was a game that they couldn't lose. They were honestly that good that they could not lose. And I think people forget about this side. When we talk about 2001, you know, Joey's year, they had Badiris, Robbie O, Matt Gidley, Tamana Tahu, Adam McDougall, Ben Kennedy, Steve Simpson, stacked team Newcastle. They were given next to no hope. The only people that thought they could win this grand final was Andrew Johns and the 16 blokes he ran out with. This Parramatta side, they are the best team to never win a grand final by far and away. You know, I spoke about with Manly before this was the one that got away. My God, how Parramatta haven't won a premiership since 86 and they let this opportunity slip. Nothing will ever hurt them more. This is the biggest premiership that ever got away from a footy team. Just a reminder, guys, if you haven't joined our Facebook group yet, jump onto your Facebook, type up Rugby League Guru Podcast listeners. I've got about 60-odd people in there at the moment, and it's just a much more in-depth footy chat about everything to do with the podcast. And I threw it out yesterday afternoon and said, hey, what do you guys want to hear me talk about this week? And I got about six or seven responses, and they are exactly what the podcast is going to be this week. So if there's something that you want to hear, jump on that page. I'll put up a bit of extra content there, a bit more uh, to discuss. And I respond to every single comment. I'm involved in every single conversation. So it's not like Instagram where, you know, there's a couple of thousand people on there commenting or whatever. It's a it's a much more uh, closer community. It's something that I really want to build up for this podcast because a lot of you loyal listeners out there that send me messages on Instagram want to have you in one spot where we can all communicate, we can throw ideas around. It's a respectful place. It's, there's no one carrying on like flips. If you carry on like a dickhead, you're gone straight away. you got one chance, then you're out. You're telling your story walking. So if you haven't already, jump on Facebook, top up Rugby League Guru Podcast listeners, join the group. There's a question to answer there and I'll approve you as soon as I see it. Thanks for tuning in again guys Kick Corners and always play Smart Footy Hi I'm Daniel founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.